Um, my name's Ryan, I'm pastor here, and um, I'm really excited about tonight. Um, you know, every once in a while we like to have um, some leaders from our community come up and, and share. Um, and it's always such a pleasure to not necessarily give somebody something to say, but to actually uh, encourage them, go before the Lord and ask Him, what, what would He have you share from your story uh, to bless our community, where are we at? And, you know, that's one thing that we really ask of our elders especially as they're kind of leading the church from that big picture view um, to continually be going before the Lord on our behalf and um, just gaining some insight from Him and, and who we are today and where He's taking us tomorrow. And so tonight I'm really excited because uh, two of our el elders, Greg and Annie Singleton, are going to be coming to share with us tonight. Give them a warm welcome. So um, Greg and Annie have been elders in our community um, since the beginning of the year, and they've been members for much longer time. So if you guys just want to uh, close your eyes and extend a hand, we're going to just pray over them as they bring the word tonight. Uh, so Heavenly Father, I thank you for uh, this beautiful couple, Lord. They've become good friends. They've become confidants. Uh, for so many of us in this community, they've been uh, a place of solace, um, a place to, to encounter your heart for us, Lord. Um, so, Father, I pray tonight that the words that you've given Greg and Annie to speak over our community would kindle something within us um, that, that, in, that really uh, turns our faces towards you, that makes us come to you open-handed and expectant, that you want to do something amazing um, in all of our lives, uh, but especially um, for those of us uh, in or seeking relationship. Um, so, Father, just I pray your blessing upon all of us tonight. Lord, Holy Spirit, we give you permission to move freely. Uh, and just may we be, all be so blessed by your presence and your word tonight. We pray these things in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Woo! That was awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're um, going to talk about marriage tonight. Woo! <laughs> we're married. Mar we are married. In fact, we are celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. So, in December. Exactly. And um, actually, if you have any ideas of where we can go, that'd be awesome. Yeah. We got uh, Kay said New Zealand. Alaska? Yeah. Okay. We'll have okay. a ballot box somewhere. So. Uh, Idaho. Ooh. Great. So, yeah, we're. Maybe don't ask them. Yeah, well, yeah, we don't want any more suggestions. So, Annie, do you want to talk a little bit? Yeah. So I get to start out with what our heart for tonight is. And I have to just tell you, something incredibly special happened during worship tonight. Um, and Valley came up to me and said the same thing to me, which is, I'm a, this might be my emotional minute. But um, every night when the kids were little, they'd want me to sing to them. I'm not a great singer, but I think a mom's voice must be comforting. But why did he sing, I love you, Lord? We never sing that song. I sing that song to my kids every night. <laughs> and it's so special. And Valley came up and said, Mom, that was, that was incredible. They sang that. And I said, I know. And um, I think it was the Lord doing that for me, honestly, in my spirit. Because um, I'm not much older than some of you, but that's how I feel towards you, <laughs> my city beautiful. Um, I love this church. I love this place. And I love you guys. I love these people. Um, and I feel privileged and honored to be up here tonight um, for that reason. And just 
just know as you listen to us, it's kind of funny because they said, do you want one microphone, you want two microphones, or how do you want that to look? And I said, oh, we need two because we need to be able to interrupt. So, so anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that is our heart. Our heart is really and truly like we're crazy about you guys. We're crazy about City Beautiful. Um, but it's, we're, just, we're just Greg and Annie sharing tonight with two microphones and um, just sharing from our heart. So. So, you know, marriage is like a huge subject. I mean, um, we, when we met with Ryan, we were like, well, what do you want us to talk about? You know, we can talk about money, we can talk about whatever. And Ryan said, I'm not married. You know, talk about marriage. And so yeah. Annie and I prayed a lot about things. And, and I just want to say before I get into this, I sense that there's something going on. Mm-hmm. I just sense that there's something going on here tonight that's more important than what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, even before, as Scott was, was singing and Mark came up, I literally had this vision of people opening their hearts in this room and they could not open them wide, just, just a crack. And I saw, as much as I could see, a vision of the Spirit of the Lord moving in and out of this crack. And I, I never, never, ever, ever thought about the Spirit of the Lord leaving us, because you're taught that when, once He's in, He's always there. He never leaves you. Mm-hmm. But I, my vision was Him bringing in good and taking out harm. And it was just a beautiful... Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness, this is awful. So... <laughs> Anyway, um, it's a good thing. Um, so let's talk about marriage. So I get, and this is hard for us too, because literally when we first started doing this, we, we put, we've been talking and this is a little bit creepy too, because <laughs> we actually have chairs in our bedroom. So I feel like we're in our, I feel like you're in our bedroom. It's true. A little bit it's weird. True. But this is where we talked about most this of the stuff. This, this is my side. This is my side of the bed. Our bed's there. back there. So, yeah. So, Welcome. But yeah. we're fully clothed. Yeah. And so, we do so not. Good. We are. Inappropriate comment number one. Yeah. You can count throughout the but time. We yeah. do not have microphones in our bedroom. No, we do not. So, I think it'd be a cool addition. Yeah, it might. It might. So, okay. but. Okay, so how I can go from the spirit of the Lord to... I, you're, okay. you're fast. You're fast. So um, the, a couple of things that we really uh, came to tonight and will be sort of the umbrella of, of tonight are a couple of things, and that is um, just a sense of togetherness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we're going to spend some time just in Genesis at the beginning and this whole idea of being naked and unashamed. Mm-hmm. and what that means and I think we're going to try to kind of unpack that a little bit tonight and, yep. and this is definitely for people who are married and you'll see pretty soon it's for people who are, have a desire to be married or maybe not a desire to be married but it's really about what and we it talk was for about us. in church yeah relationship and it was for us right, so we did make some slides because oh. we wanted to be fancy so our first slide tonight has to do with like why why do we get married? But before, I mean, you can put it up there, but we just kind of wrote some things down, but like throw some reasons out. Why do you get married? Why do people get married? Say it again. Love, Love. of course. To procreate. Yeah, that was going to come out. It's good, it's good. Isn't there a verse about getting married because you have like a lust of passion? 
Inappropriate comment number two. No, there is. Okay, it's going to happen all night, I'm just telling you. So some of the things that we wrote down tonight, um, just for things like stability, compatibility, um, just out of a sense of loneliness or a longing for intimacy. Um, I think a lot of people do things for practical reasons like finances, you know, and security and safety. Um, and maybe it's just like the next step, you know. Um, and I don't know if some of you have experienced those or you've thought through those things, but I'm going to tell you when I wanted to get married, once I met Greg, um, I was 19 years old and I just, I was literally one of those people that just was like, I'm crazy about him. I don't want to do life without him. He made me laugh hysterically. Um, I thought I could see a future when I was with Greg. That's how I felt. Um, so for whatever reason, you know, tonight, wherever you are, I just don't want you to feel like it's isolated, like we're only talking to a certain crowd, because it's really for everybody, what we're yeah. going to talk about. So. so let's, yeah, let's look in Genesis. Yeah. There's a couple passages we're going to read and then just talk mm -hmm. about a little bit. So the first one is um, Genesis 1, 26 through 28, and it is, God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature, so they can be responsible for the fish of the sea the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them. Prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air and every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. So, I don't know. This seems kind of basic to me, but I don't know. Usually when I was taught to read scripture, if, if something's repeated that you're really supposed to pay attention to it, and it's repeated that we're supposed to really take care of the fish. And the birds. And the birds. So Twice. Twice. So I'm, I go to zoos. It's important. Zoos? That's not good. No. Right. Never mind. I do love zoos. He does love the zoo. So let's look at Genesis chapter 2, because that's a little more... This is awful. It's but, okay. Um, Genesis 2, 18 through 20, kind of gets a little more detailed um, as to man and woman and this thing we call marriage. Mm. So God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion. So God formed from the dirt of the ground all the animals of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. Whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. The man named the cattle, named the birds of the air, named the wild animals, but he didn't find a suitable companion. God put the man into a deep sleep. As he slept, he removed one of his ribs and replaced it with flesh. God then used the rib that he had taken from the man to make woman and presented her to the man. The man said, finally, <laughs> bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, name her woman, for she was made from man. Therefore, a man leaves his father and mother and embraces his wife. They become one flesh. The two of them, the man and his wife, were naked, but they felt no shame. Yeah. So, really and truly, we read over those two passages. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, separately and then together and kind of talking through that. And it was really a sweet time for us. And what we came to and what we really want to share with you tonight is togetherness kind of like the overarching theme. And um, just God's amazing design for togetherness. 
and that God is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and what that actually means for us, you know, individually and in our marriages. Yeah, and I think it's cool, too. I love how things align. Like, even just tonight, like we were talking with Scott and Mark and the things that were going on inside me, but it's cool, too, as we've looked at this, you know, this whole, I mean, I, I suppose you can get very theological. There's things to say about the blessing that God gives us about uh procreate and these different things but it's so cool how you know was it just a few weeks ago ryan we walked in and you know we had the earth really cool in here mm -hmm. and we were talking very practically about taking care of the earth and animals and all those things and, and literally for those of you who were here last week during cole's message i mean i'm sitting back there and annie and i've been talking and preparing for this night but you really could have put the banner of marriage over everything that cole said last week about going deep, uh, the complexity of relationships and things like that. So it's really cool how a lot of that's an alignment. Yeah. Something that's really beautiful at the beginning of that passage, and there's just a few things that we want to point out. And the first one is, is that, that God said that we are all made in, he said, our image. So our meaning, from his perspective, a togetherness perspective, that's how we were made, you know? And they had one another. So the picture of that and that we were going to need one another, that he didn't think it was good that Adam was alone. He didn't think it was man was to be alone um, and that he created that, that sense and that that's how we were going to move forward from that, from that point. Oh, am I supposed to say something? Well, you might follow your notes. Sorry. Where, where am I? Point two. Prosper, fill the earth. Yeah, you, I, did so, you do that one? <laughs> prosper, reproduce, and fill the earth. Take charge. Okay, okay, I like it. Let's keep going. I love it. So then the second part of that, and I don't, I don't know what this feels like because I'm woman, but it says that God made woman and presented him to man. What's that feel like? Well, that's interesting because, <laughs> well, I, I met Annie. Um, when I met Annie, I moved like two months after I met her. I moved to Florida. She was in Ohio. We're both in Ohio. And so... I didn't really get the sense really that Annie's dad was presenting her to me because I didn't know him. We didn't have like a relationship. And actually, I came to find out later, as I was waiting at the altar for him to bring her down, literally Annie's dad in the back with her was saying, as serious as ever, you don't have to do this. <laughs> I mean, he was dead serious too. If he you was. don't want to do this, you don't have to do this. He was. And she's like, I want to do it, it's good. <laughs> so, but for me, what was really cool for me as far as someone presenting, I really felt like because of where I was in my life, I kind of decided I'm going to move to Florida. I want a change, a new job, new scenery, new everything. And just before I left, at the most inopportune time in my life, God literally presented this person to me, this woman to me. And it was so, sometimes things like that are so evident that it's so God. I needed that in my life at that time. So it's pretty yeah, cool. So true. So if we're all created uh, in his image like that, like we've talked about, then um, should we all desire a togetherness and a togetherness in marriage? It's like kind of a question, right? Is that like a desire that was put in all of us um, from the beginning like that? And it's really neat having talks about this um, because we're married and because we love being married. That's a hard thing, like when, when you're in marriage and you love it, um, to think of not having it. 
Um, but at the same time, it was really neat how the Lord just was laying the same things on our hearts and that it was first, his desire is togetherness with you. Like first and foremost, his desire is for you. And it's really like, it was, it was neat for us to separate ourselves from that in the scripture and just realize like God created Annie. He created you. He is crazy about you. He created Greg. He's crazy about him. He's crazy about every person in this room, aside from this desire that we're talking about to do togetherness in marriage. So that was just like a beautiful thing. And I would just, I would encourage everybody here in the room, because I know we have, we have everything in here. <laughs> Everybody's at different places. Um, and God just laid that on my heart, like togetherness first and foremost is with him, is with him. And he desires that um, so greatly. Yeah, I mean, I always desired to be married. Mm -hmm. And you may have that, but when I was, I remember being in college, just, and I, even as a younger, young kid, I always desired deep relationships. Um, I wasn't as much of a surfacey kind of person. I always had two or three fr close friends. A lot of friends, but close friends. And um, it, that doesn't mean that, that that was always an easy road. I mean, I felt like that desire was planted inside of me, but it didn't necessarily come easy. Mm -hmm. um, I remember I dated a girl um, for almost three to four years before I met Annie, and when that ended, I remember saying to God, you know, I still feel like you'll give me that relationship, <laughs> but it probably won't, and, and she'll be great, she'll be good, she'll be better for me than that girl, but I probably won't love her quite as much as I love this person. And, I mean, it's not, I mean, you know, worked out very good. But, but you know, the other thing I was thinking good about. Good story. Good story. Wanna, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but something that woke me up the other night, I was thinking about, um, I don't know, it is related to marriage in a way, but it's more related a little bit to this, this idea of, of God's timing and, and things. And mm -hmm. um, So Andy and I have been married for nine years. Um, we were living in Maitland, Florida. Valley was... Four, I think Jackson was two, and Annie was eight months pregnant. And I had an opportunity to move to Ohio, this new job. Um, and we always had kind of thought when we were here that we might move back to Ohio and kind of dig in roots. Woo, Ohio, I guess. Yeah, Nathan, yeah. So you always count on Nathan for a... So, 42 so decided, to 24 yesterday, just saying. Yeah, go Buckeyes. So we, um, so we didn't realize, but we were embarking on literally the hardest time of our marriage. We moved, we moved locations. Annie was eight months pregnant. We moved into a house that needed completely remodeled. We were doing... Don't ever do that. We were doing kitchen in the basement. Um, and I had taken a job that I realized within the first week, it was like, what in the world have I done? And I was afraid to tell Annie because she was very emotional and things were going on. So, and we were getting used to family. Like we'd never lived around family and things like that. And it's really interesting... At that time in my life, I remember I was journaling, and, and to go back and look at that's interesting because I wanted so much very quickly after this move. And I'm pretty much of a, I take my time to make decisions, and I'm, at that time I was more really into God's will, what's God's will, and, um, and making sure you make that right decision. And I was kind of devastated at the moment. And I remember, and I think this is weird, but... I was praying and asking God and admitting to him that I wanted something back. 
I wanted that life back that we had. And I felt like I had to reach some sort of contentment before he'd ever give that to me. And, and I get the whole, because I, I know it's in scripture about, I think Paul talks about being content wherever you are in your life, if you have a lot or if you have little. But I, I've realized since that I don't think God needs you to get to somewhere before he can give you the desire of your heart or a blessing. You know, I remember feeling like, okay, I'm in this place. I'm not where I want to be, but I've got to reach contentment before God's going to give me this blessing or give me something that I want. So I think that's true sometimes of this desire to have a companion or um, I think we stuff that desire so far down sometimes that we are striving for a contentment before he'll give us something. And I think being content is a great thing to strive for. Um, but I also think sometimes we need to not let that other desire be squelched down so far. You know? Yeah, I agree. I love it. And then at the end there in Genesis 2.25, and this is where we just want to spend the rest of our time, um, just a little sentence at the end of all of this creation that he does that says, the two of them, the man and his wife, were naked, but they felt no shame. <coughs> they felt no shame. Like, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I look at that, I think, I don't even know where to start with that, you know, because um, can any of you say that you feel no shame? Really? I mean, I can't. Maybe you all can, but... I mean, it's just, it's an incredible picture on day six for what God's design was for us in relationship. This was his design, naked and unashamed. And I don't mean just naked like no clothes. I mean like naked you, you and me, and unashamed in his presence, in communion with our father, our creator, right? And then his design for man and woman moving forward in that on day six naked and unashamed with one another, accepted totally, fully accepted by one another. That is a crazy beautiful picture on day six, right? Well, I mean, chapter three gets a little crazy. <laughs> I don't know what happens there. It kind of goes south, but um, that's where we're going to stick tonight. We're going to stick right there just in that that thing about acceptance. Yeah, so if that's a goal, <laughs> or that's the desire, I guess, of the design to be naked and unashamed, what does that look like? What's the foundation for that? Um, so we want to just look at some practical aspects of, um, I guess, what you're looking for. And this is not just if you're looking for a person to marry, but also it's never too late to look at your spouse. I mean, I don't know if I should say this, but I mean, literally, we've been married 25 years, and just the other night we're in the car, and Annie said to me, what did you say? Something about your feelings. <laughs> oh, I should she, I, did, I don't want to share it. It's too personal. Yeah, right. So Something she, about your feelings. Could that not be more typical? It was on the way home. Yeah. It was about my feelings, P.S. Yes, okay. it was. Let's move on. I was asking so, him something about myself if he actually noticed something about me. I was being reflective out loud, and he, was, he didn't answer me. So, so anyway, yeah. what, so we're going to talk about things that you might look for in a spouse or something like that. So I don't know if you remember, I remember in high school writing, I mean, how many of you have written out at some point in your life what your top 10 things are in a 
partner or spouse, right? And I totally Seriously, remember. put your hands up. Come on. Oh, come on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. If, if a girl had a journal, come on. Yeah. It's in there. Exactly. So I remember, because I did it, but, and, and so, like, it was in church probably, and I wrote, like, Christian, and then it's, like, growing Christian, and... <laughs> And then, you know, you put beautiful way down here in case the youth pastor sees it, you know, because that's not important. So, so, so let's important. look at some yeah. things, right? Do we have a yeah. slide for some of those things that we look for? Yeah, just... Sense of humor, great smile, thinks I'm awesome, beautiful, pretty, financially stable. Yeah. So, it's true. Financially it's true. stable. Yeah. 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 Well, seems like maybe those things are like, I don't know, we're kind of making light of it or whatever, but um, it's part of like who we are to know what we desire in life. And actually, most of what you are, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, you kind of know when you're young. And I didn't realize that a lot as I've gotten older, but a lot is revealed to you when you're young. And I think the Lord does that because you're childlike and he plants these amazing visions of what you can be when you're young and you believe it. You actually believe, like, I can do that. I could be that. Um, and that, that he plants those things deep in us. So I don't think these things are actually that crazy. I don't think those lists are completely out of line. Um, but there are some things, and these are just, like, super practical, Greg and Annie's list of practicality. Yeah, if you're going to talk about, like, thinking things. about, yeah. Family. The first one's family, like DNA. The second one we're going to talk about for a few minutes is expectations and then faith and togetherness. Mm -hmm. So DNA is a really interesting one, and I think I'm not, we're not like trained on, it's very deep, but I will tell you, especially for those of you who have children, can you not testify to the fact that they are who they are? I mean, when your kids come to you, they are who they are. I see our 21 and our 18 year olds, and our, they do things, it's like, that is what they were when they were three and four years old. It's crazy. I mean, they're mature and all, but like yeah. they're the same type person. I remember when I remember when our families were because we both lived in Ohio, and so when we'd get together, and when Annie's dad was getting to know our family and look at things, he was just blown away at how Jackson, my son, at eight years old, was my dad. I mean, his mannerisms and the way that he would do a lot of things was just like my dad. It's yeah. just kind of crazy. And how about this in the category of family and DNA when you're thinking about this and like in relationship? Like how many of us are cup half full? Come on, where's my half fullers? Yeah, I see Nathan. Come on, go on, don't be ashamed. How many of you are cup, cup half empty? Uh, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in our DNA. And it is so cool that Greg and I are together in that way because I'm going to tell you, sometimes like, my balloons are reaching to the sky, and he's like kind of bringing me back to reality. That's a good thing. I need that. I need to be grounded. And sometimes it's just so good because we can just look at each other and just be like, okay, we got to meet somewhere in the middle on this like, because that's where we are. And guys, that's where we come from. It's just who we are. It's just in us. But it's something to think about. And then on the serious side of like family and DNA and looking at relationship, if you're thinking about getting married or if you are married, because um, these things continue to be the things that we talk about. And this is the stuff that comes with us because we're not on day six anymore, right? The reality is, is that we don't live on day six. And we come from families that are messy. And I don't care how awesome your family experience was, because I consider mine pretty awesome. There's brokenness. There is. 
there's brokenness, and I'm crazy for my parents and my family, and I feel very loved by them, but there's brokenness. And there's issues like anger and fear, integrity issues, honesty issues, accountability issues that you see come up generationally in families. It's, it's just a real thing, you know? That, that stuff is just real. So I guess then the question comes up, like, what do we do about that? And if we're looking for a spouse or we're married to someone and there's, there's issues of those things, like, no, nobody's perfect. What do we yeah. do about that? And I think the cool thing is, is that God's in the business of redeem, redeeming all of that. He's in the redemption business. And he wants wholeness for every single one of us in our individual lives and in our marriages. That's what he wants for us, because that was day six. I still want to go back yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's something that's kind of interesting, too, when you look at, like, this generational stuff. Um, like, I, in my past, going back, there's mm-hmm. anger is in the family. And I think sometimes when there's things that are very evident, whether it's alcohol or anger or these different things, I think it's so cool that you can look at that. Sometimes when it's so obvious, you can look at it and say, I, I, I mean, you, if you can hear yourself, say, I will not have that for my family. Mm. That is not, it's, you know, you've heard of it, breaking the chains. And, um, and, and that was for me, I mean, and it's really interesting, I was thinking about this too, all my siblings, have, there's five of us, and all of them are fairly mild, mild-mannered, and they, they want this for their families, and Annie found out right away, I can't, I can't communicate with loud voices. If you yell at me, I shut down. I just can't handle that. I, we, can, we have to talk and things like that. And what's really interesting is, so th- this is just a little story that will kind of help. But we, this is literally just, what, a month ago? A month ago or so, we were um, in Pennsylvania. So we went to New York, and then we went to Penn- My son had a concert in, in Pennsylvania, so we all went. And um, it was, I don't know how to explain it, but the concert was great, and, and we had some friends there, and a lot of families there and stuff. And, Toward the end of the day, I just got to where, and this will happen to me sometimes, where I just got to where I couldn't deal with things anymore. I just, and I think a lot of it was emotional stuff because we saw Jackson, but yet we really didn't get to see him, and he, he was going to leave the next morning, and I was getting, like... <laughs> angry. Angry, right? But he couldn't really show it because you know, everyone's around and everything, and we were, we left um, the hotel, and we were going to go where Jackson was, and we were going to go back to the hotel, and... It was like one in the morning, and Mia was like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, and so we're, I, so Annie said, and you know, all this stuff's <laughs> rising up inside of me, and this stuff that I don't accept in my family, right? And mm-hmm. so I pull into Wendy's, there's like nine cars, and I'm like, I'm wanting to like put the gas down and blow them all away and getting angry and stuff. And, and so, but I'm keeping this all stuff inside, and we get to the hotel, and Will was sick, and Annie's taking care of him, vomiting, and and I literally go in the room and I just lay on the bed. And I think, because if I get involved, I'm just going to, I'm just, something's wrong with me, you know. And what's so cool, because we talked about accepting, and I love this so much, but I'm laying there on the bed, and Annie's taking care of everyone, and she literally just comes over and lays on the bed and kisses me. And then I felt this big. <laughs> but it's, even though I reject that anger, and I've broken the chains. I don't want that in my family anymore. There's something deep inside of there that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. That it's a battle. Mm. And I think, I can't speak too strongly to it because I'm not so educated on it, but I think there's something inside there that you battle those things, mm. and you can win over those things. But um, 
Yeah. But and as as we talk about accepting and stuff, Annie accepts that part that I struggle with, I battle yeah. with. Yeah. And I think just to know, like if we're gonna just like make a statement about that with family, like if you're if you're thinking about getting married, like you marry a family and you've heard that before, but it is true, you marry someone's family and you marry all the yummy, delicious, wonderful, great stuff, and you also get all the brokenness. And that's just part of the deal. It's just part of the deal. And it's just kind of part of the beautiful thing about, I think, how God can, he can just, he can just redeem all that. Yeah. So move Expec on, expectations. Expectations, I can kind of run through these real quick, but these are great things to ask um, someone that you're in a relationship with or, or married to. Um, it's never too late to talk about <laughs> these things, but just the roles in your home. Like, are you gonna, do you wanna have a career? Uh, do you, are you someone that, I mean, I was, my mom stayed home and I loved, I loved that, and fortunately, Andy and I were kind of on the same page. She, Annie's always wanted to be at home with her kids, so that was a great thing for us. Um, money, how do you spend it? Um, sometimes you have a, a saver and you have a spender. Um, how, what do you, some people don't care about debt. Um, some people, that's a really big thing. Um, sex is something that you should have a level of comfort in talking about that. Um, expectations about that. Are there wounds that, that you are struggling with or dealing with? Um, children, when, how many? Mm -hmm. um, how are we going to raise them? There's endless things with that. Living arrangements. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be a, a huge struggle for you to live away from your family? Or is that a desire for you? Yeah. So, I think just the big idea over expectations, and I would just encourage you to think about this, is like, do you value the same things? Do you give weight in value to the same things? Because... It, it creates conflict um, when you're trying to go for togetherness <laughs> and you just don't value something as much as the other person. And it's just something like ahead of time, like Greg said, we actually talked about those things casually the first night I met him. So weird. I don't know. I think God just put us on fast forward. But those are really, really important things yeah. just to, to think about. Um, as far as faith goes, um, I, I think um, there's a lot a lot of talk about that as far as faith, your faith. And I think the thing that, that we wanted to try to communicate on that is that you have to be honest with who you are in your faith. Um, you know, when, you, when you're doing life together hmm. and the, the core of who you are is your faith, when you, especially when you come upon things that are struggles, hmm hardships that just are hurting you to the core. Where are you going to go? Um, and to do that in, in this design of togetherness and to be together and unashamed, I, I just, it's, it's difficult to imagine that the two of us can't go to the source of healing. Um, you know, I'll just read this in Corinthians. So as a follower of Christ, this is who I am. And if you follow Christ, um, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to read this because I love this. Um, Annie wrote this. It said, just know that as you choose to the togetherness with a person and you accept them for who they truly are, this is an area that must be examined for what is, not what you want it to be or expect it to be later. Know who you are choosing into and seek wise counsel. I'd say 
that is that applies to faith and that applies to all the things that we've said tonight um and that is i don't if you've spent time with us maybe you you can say yeah this is true and you can testify to this but i am absolutely crazy about greg singleton like he's my guy he's my guy i don't i don't want anybody else i want him you know and i'm i'm proud that he's mine and i want to champion him and what Greg shared and why we want to be vulnerable with you and share with you that like there's stuff you know there's life it's it's not perfect it's messy and if you know us you know that too but at the core of all of this and if you go back to that thing on day six <laughs> and you just really look at what God's design was for that like it was for togetherness and that's what I want I want that in our life. I want that for, modeled for our children. I want that for my children. And, you know, we could have done a, a marriage lesson on, okay, this is how you should treat each other, or this is what you should do with your finances, or whatever like that. But our heart for tonight, what we wanted to share with you really, is that true togetherness means accepting one another fully. No conditions. No conditions. And that's not easy all the time. But I'm going to tell you, that brings true intimacy. And I think that's modeled for us in our relationship with Christ. He wants all of us. He wants the real deal. He knows the real deal. We can't hide any of that from him. And when we actually share that with another human being in real togetherness, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's a pretty great thing. And um, so... Really, true togetherness means accepting one another fully without condition. And just considering all the practical aspects of all of those things, acceptance is the key, accepting people for who they truly are right now. This is another Annie-ism. <laughs> There's a big difference between hoping for the betterment of a person and forcing a better version of a person for your benefit. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to read it again. Did you put it? Oh, cool. There's a big difference between hoping for the benefit, benefit or, oh, Betterment. Betterment. There's a big difference between hoping for the betterment of a person and forcing a better version of a person for your benefit. You guys get that? You hear what I'm saying in that? There, there's a, it, that, that's a big, big thing. When It's not just saying, I accept you. It's like championing who that person is in the moment. That night, when I went over and kissed Greg on the bed, that was a minute that I got to decide, do I champion him, or do I try to push him into something that he's not right now? You know? And I don't always do that. I did it right. Yay, I got one right. You know? I don't do it right all the time. But really and truly, like, I can't tell you how much togetherness that brought between Greg and I. Because it was a moment where he was like, I suck, I did that wrong, and I was like, I recognize that, but I'm crazy about you. It's okay, we're here. This is what it is, you know? And I just, I don't know, that's our heart tonight for what we're just wanting to share. These are the kind of things we hope for and champion in the people that we treasure. So our goal, I think, in the, in the core of all of this is just that thought of like naked and unashamed. Just naked and unashamed, you know? Before each other, before your creator in life. Yeah, this was kind of our last point, um, you know, I'm just going to read this. I think you wrote this too, Annie. It's like, to be for someone means you aren't actively trying to change them. You've accepted them and championed them in who they are. And um, 
you know, I, I talked, I think it was on Valentine's Day earlier this year I talked, and I, I had to have a moment <laughs> when I had to understand that Annie was for me. I didn't get that. I was questioning, and I was confused, and, and there's a lot of junk, you know, and um, once I finally got that, I think the Spirit of the Lord helped me just get that she was for me, so, mm. um, you know, something that we all do, and this is what I'm excited for. Yeah. So this is okay, but what I, what I want to do is, um, mm. I love our married couples, love, I just see them, and I love them, and what I want to do for the next little bit here, and I think our music, our worship mm-hmm. team's going to come up soon, but I would love for our married couples, or if you're a married person and your couple's not here, just to come up here, and when you come up here and stand up here, I would love for our community to come up, and, and we'll start, maybe Annie, why don't you start with a word of prayer, and then after Annie's done, let's everyone just at one time, out loud, just pray mm-hmm. a blessing, stand in the gap for our married people. Um, it's, it's hard. You know, I think about just as, as a man, um, being a dad and a man and, and all that stuff. Um, so let's do that. Let's, and then after we do that, um, during our worship time tonight, I've asked our, our married couples if, if you would go to the back of the room. And if anyone, if, if, some, if something has struck a chord with you tonight, um, go and, and, and receive prayer. Uh, receive a blessing doesn't even have to be anything that you're struggling with tonight. Um, just let someone pray a, a prayer of blessing. Let someone pray for the spouse that you'll someday be with. Um, pray for that desire that you might have in your heart. Um, whatever it might be. We just, I love the idea of us praying for our married couples. And then our married, come on up. And then let, let our uh, married people pray over you if you want. So. After, after Annie's done praying, that's when we'll just. Uh, once they're so, all, once they're yeah, we'll all up, everybody, come on up. Get your oh, hands wow. on these awesome people. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, come on, come on. Come on in, guys. Come on, everybody, come up. Put your hands on them. Yeah, everyone, come, come on up. Come on, come on yeah, in, guys. come on. Bunch up. Bunch up. Oh, this is so awesome. This is our family, guys. Look around. This is our family. So beautiful. Love it. So put your hands on these these married people. And that's where we're going to start tonight. But tonight is about blessing us all. We're going to bless one another um, in this just awesome time of prayer. So Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, Jesus, thank you for togetherness. Heavenly Father, I pray blessing over these married couples who are standing in front of us. And as a community, we just want to come around these families and these couples who have committed before you to live in togetherness, to live as one. Heavenly Father, you know as they stand here all of the brokenness, and you know all of the wonderful joys that they've had together. I want tonight, Lord Jesus, to be something that blesses them beyond measure, that they feel like we've come around them in a way that is mighty. We've interceded for them. We're going to stand in the gap for them. We are going to pray protection and boldness and courage and love and your strength over these couples tonight. We just invite you, Jesus, just have your way 
have your way with us right now, Father. Thank you.